This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, reacting to Northampton Town 3, Ipswich Town nil. Good evening. (laughs) Good evening, Joe Fares. Good evening, Benjamin. Good evening, everyone. Yeah. Um, So we did this last week. Well, I did this last week um, and tried to get through chatting about a... Um, 3 0 defeat against AFC Wimbledon. Um, just more of the same. Just quickly in the chat, right? We're filling up now. Please tell me in the chat, because we got to do this show now, Joe and I, we got to talk about this. Tell us in the chat, what did you learn new tonight? Did you learn anything at all um, in the chat? Have you got any comments or any knowledge that you didn't have? prior to tonight that you now do um because we need an angle because we're just going to go through all of the same stuff and joe um in the interest of balance and um northampton fans getting upset with us um do you want to just start off with some praise for northampton yeah i I thought it was a relatively even game in the first half and they just scored the two set pieces but then they probably had the two better chances other than that and then the second half they just did a job they just sat back got compact and just made us very very just made us look very poor up once they sort of saw aside that first 10 to 15 minutes spell at the start of second half which probably culminated in Vincent Young's miss at that point they they just were like I say it's the same stuff we hear all the time they wanted it more they were better organized than we were they say they took their chances their delivery was better but what can we say Yes. Um, full programme tonight, Joe, in League One. Let's just bash through the scores and uh, we can kind of show you uh, if it's still of interest um, what the league table looks like. Um, so it was Swindon 3, Pompey 1, uh, Stanley 2, Doncaster 1, um, 
AFC Wimbledon 2, Oxford 1. Interesting. Uh, Bristol Rovers nil, MK 2. Burton nil, Lincoln 1. Obviously, Northampton 3, Ipswich nil. Rochdale 1, Blackpool nil. A few of the um, teams at the top losing by the look of it. Uh, Shrewsbury 1, Wigan 2. Wigan wing again. Uh, Fleetwood nil, Crew 1. Hull 1, Sunderland 2. That's only a half-time, as is Fleetwood. Uh, Posh nil, Gillingham 1. Interesting. Uh, Plymouth nil, Charlton 2. And the league table right now, that's a live league table, has Ipswich in 11th position on 61 points with four games to play, a maximum upside of 73. Charlton are currently leading and in sixth position on 66 points. I mean... Joe, the gap, excuse me, I've taken you out of the stream there. The gap, um, still not big enough for us to pack up properly and um, be done. But are we nearly there now? <laughs> There's no way we're making the playoffs, are we? We probably need to win all four games and hope results go our way. And I say we, we don't look like winning one game, let alone four, do we? It's just... I know, it's just, it, I've said it a few times, we're getting worse and worse by the week. It's just, well, it's just terrible, really, isn't it? We said it on the podcast, Joe, for a long while. Like, it can't get any worse. It can't, do you remember 16th in the championship and losing 3-0 to Forest on the last day of the season? And we've had many, many, it can't get any worse um, then. Oh, by the way, Charlton are actually 5-0 up. I don't know what Sofa School was on about. Um, Charlton have just gone 5-0 up at Plymouth in minute. 56. Um, <laughs> goodness me. Uh, so Charlton are uh, turning the screw there in sixth place. So, Joe, tonight it was Northampton 3, Ipswich Town 0. So please, in the comments, um, comments on team selection, please. If we can focus on team selection for the time being. Um, and we'll go to Joe on that in just a second. Uh, your thoughts on the team selection there. It was Holly in goal, Vincent Young and Ward are the fullbacks, Wilfenden and McGuinness, the young centre backs, Bennett and Edwards wide, Dazell and Downs uh, central, Sears and Jackson, whatever permutation you like. Um, up top, Joe, your thoughts on the team selection? Guys, if you can chime in on this in the comments. Uh, yeah, Joe. I didn't watch the game on Saturday, so I didn't I didn't see this lot out there. But by all accounts, it was a what was it described as a small step in the right direction. Mm. So I wasn't expecting any widespread changes. James Norwood obviously was injured, as he always seems to be at the moment. Um, but I, I just I, I struggled to see. I know Aaron Drinnen isn't particularly a goal a goal threat, but either him or Ollie Hawkins, if, if you want someone up there to hold the ball up, which we desperately need, surely both of those are a better bet than Caden Jackson was and proved to be in the game, who just had zero surfers. I've, like I said, I didn't see the game Saturday, but I'm I'm not a fan of a pairing of Wolfenden and Mark McGuinness. They don't, as both youngsters, they don't seem to bring out the best in each other. I'd have I'd have put either Luke Chambers or Toto Enciala in alongside... Um, alongside Luke Wolfenden, I, I don't see what we're learning about Mark McGuinness at the moment. I don't see, I don't see what the point is. Yeah, well, Chris's comment there is just what I said. What's the point in playing McGuinness here? What are we learning about him at the moment? Yeah, and is what good Other is it? Learning that he just keeps passing the ball to the opposition strikers as he did and, on 
What good is it, Joe? Too, so. What good is it doing him, and um, what good is it doing uh, us as well? Um, let's have a quick. We can uh, we do some Q and A if anyone wants to talk about the the Super League, which I seem to have spent the last forty eight hours talking about. We can do. We can get Joe's thoughts and mine on that. We'll do that at the end. But let's get through this. Then there's your Northampton team, Mitchell in goal, uh, Kioso, the double goal scoring right back, Jones, Horsfall, Mills who can cross the ball with his left foot. Watson, McWilliams, Morris, Hoskins, Jones, and Chuck Wumaker um, up top. Um, So in the main, sort of 4-5-1-ish, 4-1-4-1 type thing. But um, the plan for Northampton, Joe, um, sit in, look at the set plays, look to punish us, and then get us on transition. They nailed it, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah, and it was just. I said, we just don't. Our set piece defending seems to have got worse in recent weeks. There isn't anything in it about our team which has got better in recent weeks, and I just, I said, just just struggled to see what I, I. You can see what we're trying to do on the ball, and I think at times in the first half we looked okay with it. You could see it was a case of trying to get the fullbacks forward, trying to play those sort of reverse balls in that gets them there, and. Five or six times we did get to the byline. We did get in decent crossing positions, but final ball was generally poor. I say Edwards hit the post, Sears hit the bar in the first half, so we had chances. And it's just, just a case of we're not we're not getting the rub of the green at any point. If you think today, sort of hit the bar goes the other way, two nil down straight away, <laughs> hit the hit the bar again. When we're on top of the game, Vincent Young has that absolute sitter, and he somehow manages to hit that straight to keeper. At that point, 2-1 does make things a different game, but we don't seem to be able to do anything that helps get our confidence levels up. Um, Joe, we talked repeatedly in the 18-19 season about one of the biggest predictors of a lack of confidence, a lack of quality and obvious fragility was A, early goals, and B, um, you know, collapsing on set plays. And mm. we, we st- this looks very... I always remember going to West Brom and um, playing quite well for three or four minutes or something. And then Steph Johansson gets a free kick and sticks it straight in the net off a deflection and away we go again. Um, it feels very 18-19. So fair play, Edwards, great strike, hits the post. But Joe... Literally, first attack of the game, um, left foot corner, nice in swinger into the box. And Kioso Downs loses him for the first one. And it's 1 0. Um, guys in the chat as well. And Joe, talk to me about the defensive setup from set play. And um, this is a predictor of huge lack of confidence, isn't it? When you're, you know, the first little bit of pressure and you creak from a set play, Joe. Especially, we'd we'd had three or four corners before this already. We'd actually start the game. We did, yeah, quite quickly. We'd hit the bar. We'd 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 look sharp, and then it. I say it was just the um, the one the one cross. It was a really really good corner, but it's it's one of those ones that is put in at such a height that you'd expect there to be somebody on the on the side of the six yard box just to win that header and knock that away. But no one's there. It seems like we're in some sort of combination of zonal marking and man marking, but we just don't. I say we're just not um, not at it really. Like no one, people don't seem to know what they're doing, and it's just a sort of a confusing message being out there. And is it is it poorly coached? Is it too is it too complicated there? But 
set piece, like I say, defensively, this season we've generally been pretty good. But the last sort of, well, like I say, obviously the Wimbledon game last week, tonight, we're just conceding goals from set pieces, which is just, we're adding in new areas of our game. New ways to be rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I say, we're now, like I say, we've, we've scored 41 goals in 42 games now in, in League One. Mm, not good. Um, and then um, again, and we'll we'll say all of this. There's two teams involved in this, and we give credit to Northampton. If you flip it, they had their chance from the set play, scored from it, and then we start to see the pattern of um, Northampton sitting in, and they actually had a couple of other decent chances. Uh, Chuck, uh, whatever his pronunciation, Chuck Wakema, um arriving Ward on the cover. Then there's a double save um, as well before it even goes 2-0. Um, and then, um, again, exactly the same exactly the same goal, isn't it? It's, um, I think it's Wolfenden that loses Kyoso the second time, Joe. And and you're done. 2-0 uh, at 32, Joe. Yep. And it's, like I say, I think it, normally when we can see the goal, it, it does look like it's going to be came over with us. But I, I thought we had a goal in us tonight after after sort of it went one nil. I, did, I didn't think it was game over. Once you go two nil down, you sort of you're really really going to struggle to get back into the game where goals are so difficult. And like I say it's, it's the same one again where another decent delivery, but like I say, he runs off the back of Wolfenden this time, and everyone the ball goes in, everyone stands there shouting at each other, and what do you do? Just terrible. Yeah, I'm thinking. Has Holy got to come for these? I don't, I don't know. It's, it's I mean, they're good. They're, they're good deliveries. We're at the point, though, Joe, where there's so many things wrong um, that pointing the finger at any one thing or any one player feels a bit reductive, doesn't it? Because mm. there's another five things that you could then equally um, point the finger at, isn't it? Joe, talk to me about, because this was doing my nut. Um, so Northampton are a League One team promoted from League Two, clearly better than us tonight. We get it. Um, sitting back, leaving Ipswich space, and particularly, again, I don't want to contradict myself, I've just said, pick up on one thing, but when we're then in possession, unless we got a quick switch of play or a kind of half counter-attack to get an overload, just, you know, ball goes into midfield, two, three touches, no movement ahead, no rotation of players, no bravery on the ball. And people will point out, you know, point fingers at forward players and wide players. But um, I really felt as soon as we got pretty much into central midfield and Downs and Dazelle, nothing was happening, Joe. It wasn't touch, play, movement, get it going. Um, What was the problem there in central midfield and pattern of play-wise? Well, it was very, like I say, I think Downs at one point sort of, muscled his man off the ball and took a took a decent run took a decent run with the ball and actually broke the line but how, how many times did we do how many how many times did we do that sort of in the game it's very very few Dazelle had a couple of nice passes but ultimately he moved the ball very slowly tonight it just seems I don't like I say it's like the only thing we could do was try and wait for the fullbacks to to get in behind and try and try and play the ball to them when they got in that was that was our only attack I thought, like I say, I thought there was some decent I say I think there's a comment there from Sam about them being ten yards too deep all game. I probably probably would agree with that. That they just they just sat deep, didn't they? And 
we, we're not we don't get ourselves in positions to hurt the oppositions unless it's that sort of everything's gone perfectly in in an attack where we sort of manage to move the ball quickly for once and get the ball in there but very very seldom does that happen does it and we got this situation joe i'm not um in any way calling for sitting seven eight men back behind the ball as a base but it seems very clear that they want to play with fullbacks well in advance of central midfielders and therefore that kind of gap there um essentially central midfielders should then be playing to two wide players and another four attacking players ahead of them but no one's finding any space joe and then if you do go against just a rudimentary low block it then becomes very risky doesn't it yeah and I think it, it showed a few times today where sort of Wolverton and McGuinness got themselves far too close together when when the fullbacks sort of bombed forward. There's big gaps because McGuinness seems to be dragged to the ball all the time, doesn't it? And I say there was a couple of times where we really got away with it when there was decent balls in, but normally you'd expect one of the midfielders to to sort of drop to drop back into the sort of two, so the two go wider to cover those fullbacks being pushed on as far as they are. But there just doesn't seem any. I know it just no one no one really seems to know what they're doing out there, does it? It seems that everything is done at a half pace, everything is done with fear. When we do that's get a the, chance, that's the we, thing, Joe. You've just it's the crosses just, into the box, isn't it? But Joe, you've just nailed it there. You said it's done with fear. So I think they know where they're supposed to be, don't they? And they know that the fullbacks are supposed to be in advance. But then you say the fear is an extra touch, an extra touch, and then a safe ball. And the, the fear as well is move off position, rotate across the front, find find the space, make a run and just um, nobody. I thought, I thought Sears and Edwards sort of combined quite well in sort of covering for each other and working working around each other in that in that early spell in the game. But Yeah, Edwards, Edwards um, when you actually analyse the Ipswich attacking moments, Edwards was actually um, in around sort of most of them. Uh, don't wasn't he? Um, big chance again for uh, Mitrovic looking really rattled. Could have gone three nil down. Um, Mills crosses in and Jones heads wide, and then again, um, I, I know there was a lot of poorness here, but unlucky Joe Sears head Sears header um, coming off the bar from an Edwards free kick. Yeah, really, really good header that wasn't he? He's sort of from the it wasn't the greatest delivery, but he's got in front of his man, and he's you can see what he's exactly. Trying to do the keeper's well beaten. This looks like one of those ones that's just going to float in and it sort of hits the bar and bounces out. And that's as close as we're going to come all night, isn't it? Bit of a reaction at the start of the second half, um, Joe. And it all kind of culminates with this big miss by Kane Vincent Young. Um, did Did he just completely make a mess of it or was he trying to go back across the goalkeeper who then didn't throw himself across the goal? He's got a score either way, but... That seemed to just knock all the air out of the room, didn't it? Yeah, that that did. That was that was when we'd. That was probably our best spell of the game, where we we sort of really did dominate possession. The game was played in their third. We moved the ball around quite quickly. We were getting into decent positions. There was a couple of half decent crosses coming in. That one sort of worked its way through there. And I say Vincent Young, you just can't miss there. You got the whole goal to aim at, and he hits the keeper, doesn't he? He just hits it. I'd, I'd say whether he's just trying to be too safe and not miss it wide and tries to go central, we'll never know. But it does. It it did seem that from that point, like I say, other than the Hawkins header, did we create one decent chance after that point? 
uh, it would have been the Hawkins head. Yeah, that would have been the it. only one. And I mean, that's um, I mean, give give them some credit. The idea there, uh, Edwards inside left, other fullback forward missing the chance. That's um, that's kind of what Paul Cook is is sort yeah, of known it was, for. That, but... it, was, it was good football, but like I say, that did that did just totally deflate deflate the whole team when we when if that goes in it's it's a different ball game from that point isn't it and but so often these things go against us and it's not it it's not luck it's just it's just where we've got to isn't it at the moment um spate of substitutions there joe um armando dobra in for keenan bennett's on 57 and he switches out the two sort of most advanced forward players there hawkins and drynan in for the last 20 minutes why did you do that joe well, Sears, Sears and Jackson. By that point, like I think Sears had a decent first half and tried to try to get in there. But Sears, um, by that point, he then um, dropped out of the game. Jackson never really got into the game at all. It just it wasn't his sort of game. And we were they were just sitting back there. And we we needed to try and have someone to hold the ball up there. And I think like Hawkins is probably better at that than anyone else available in the in the squad. And sort of Drynan, again, it's just trying to freshen something up. But it didn't it didn't look. So it didn't look like we'd have um, we were going to score, did it? And then, um, just when you think it can't get any worse, um, take me through this last goal. Um, Thomas Holly, I suppose, you know, if you're making arguments about coming for those left-footed crosses, um, otherwise was o- uh, was okay in the, um, you know, sort of not too guilty in the game against AFC Wimbledon and and a clean sheet of the weekend, but horrible, um, horrible goal, the third one, Joe, from what Yeah, he, he gets, uh, he seems to have enough time. You've, you've just got to put that ball out of play there, doesn't it? You can't, I don't know what you, maybe it's because we're 2-0 down, he's trying to keep it alive, I don't, I don't know, but you just, you just got to boot, boot that one out of play, you, you've done the hard bit, but even then, Watson, he just out, he just out fights Downs to get to the ball, like, Downs the sort of player that you'd expect to, not let anyone pass him to do it, and it's just a dis- disappointing from disappointing from him even at the end there. Sort of like I don't know. It just seems the whole team had given up by that point, but from the sideline to the pitch, playing without a playing without an edge um, downs for sure, wasn't he? Um, so three nil. Um, let's have a look at the numbers, and um, I do this a lot looking at these stats. And as soon as I see these numbers, Joe. I see a naive team had a job done by a, by a savvier team, basically. 70% possession. Yeah, look at that. 70-30 on the possession. One shot on target for um, Town, which would be Kane Vincent's young um, shot. Um, I don't know if anyone can get an XG number, but um, zero big chances. I'd probably argue um, certainly the first Northampton goal was probably a big chance. But... Um, 241 passes for three goals and none conceded. Um, it's just um, just a bit embarrassing when you see numbers like that, Joe, that you've, you've huffed and puffed and uh, not played the penalty boxes very well. Yeah, and it's, well, it's just a regular occurrence now, isn't it? You look at the, look all season, really, how much possession we've got and how many shots we've turned that possession into. I think at one point there was a, stat about the top five teams in the league and then it was four of those were for sort of entry sort of penalty box entries of the top four in the league and we were the other team in the top five and we were like 22nd or 23rd in the league and 
say we just we just do not get the ball into the box, but with any regularity or any or quality. With, or with any quality, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ticking along the bottom there, you'll probably see is Ipswich's last eight games and um, all of those under um, Paul Cook now. So... um, if it starts to move again, I'll be able to take you through it. There we go. Uh, so the defeat against Pompey, 2-1. The first of the nil-nils um, against Wigan. Uh, solitary victory there, 2-1 against Bristol Rovers. Another two nil-nils against Rochdale and MK. The first horrible midweek 3-0 against Wimbledon. Another nil-nil against Charlton. And the 3-0 here against Northampton. So... Just in utterly dreadful, dreadful form. Um, guys, in the chat, can you give me your Ipswich man of the match? Um, and I'm not being sarcastic. Anybody uh, come out with any credit? Let's try and actually be positive about a player, if you can. Someone who you thought contributed. Um, Joe, Guion Edwards, possibly? Freddie Sears? I mean, this is nicest guy in jail territory, isn't it? Clutching at straws. I thought Stephen Ward had a decent game. I thought he got got forward well, got into some decent positions. I thought he defended quite well generally. I think, but so I think he's he, he did okay. That's about it. I thought Vincent Young did okay, yeah. But obviously you, the chance, but yeah, the, the fullback the fullbacks did did okay. Would be my yeah, and the fullbacks did, I guess, intimate um, lots of lots of love for the. Um, Ferris wheel or whatever it is on the on the hill um, up the, the fool on the hill. Um, right, guys, in the comments, can you just put your sort of um, ideas on what you would now do next in the? Um, and I'm not uh, be realistic, uh, so I'm not looking for um, sack the manager, sack all the players, etc. But with this squad of players, with four games to go, just summarize for me, guys, what would 
what would you do next after these um, uh, defeats and with only four games to go? Let me know how you would play it and how you think that Paul Cook should play it. Um, Joe, is there anything in uh, Paul Cook very pointedly shaking hands with all the Northampton players and ignoring the Ipswich players once again? Pet- petulant for me. I think, it's in- I think it's embarrassing, really, that Cook's acting like that. I, I know he's not happy with the players, but like I say, two weeks in a row, it's just, it's almost, like I say, it's, it's just embarrassing. He comes out and he comes out and tells the players they're crap every week and yet wonders why they're playing poorly for him. I say, what, what, what do you expect to get a reaction like that? No. Um, right. Uh, keep your comments coming in and we, um, we'll go to a little bit of Q&A. We don't want to labour the point here, guys. We know you've seen it all before. You saw it all last week. Um, just a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, favourite chicken, favourite without a U. Uh, visit www.chicken-ipswich.co.uk. Enter the code BM20 at checkout. Get yourself a nice 20% discount. Uh, BM20 is your discount code there. Remember, this is only for our Ipswich-based um, subscribers and listeners. Joe, do you reckon you could hammer that? all down on your own or would you need some help the old spring saver there um i'd, I'd struggle with the coleslaw but i think i'd be all right with the rest the co- is there coleslaw in there yeah is i'd that... probably leave the coleslaw yeah <laughs> far too healthy isn't it but yeah do do get involved um i know um some people don't like us carrying sponsors but we're trying to um get the podcast as good as possible so please if you are in ipswich and you're thinking about having a takeaway Go and um, go and support favourite um, chicken. It's really nice. We've all had it for free, and it just helps out our lovely podcast. And then we can bring you lovely things on um, uh, services like this on Streamyard, and hopefully give you the best product that we possibly can. It was Northampton two, Ipswich Town nil. Um, let's do some Q and A uh, questions, please. Um, in the um, in the comments, please. Questions. We love your comments, but give us some questions and um, and we will answer them. Joe, um, what's been your reaction over the past couple of days? New, new owners buying the club and a possible... <laughs> Marcus Evans was probably feeling quite good. Having smart felt he sold at exactly the right time. Or I know he took a big loss. Anyway, keep your questions coming in. Joe, just your reaction quickly to the, the past couple of days. <laughs> Well, it's it's been coming, isn't it? This is what these these big clubs want. They can't, they don't like that the odds are stacked so far in their favour that they put them more and more in their favour every year by giving themselves more money. But just in case that they still might fail, they then have to put even more fail safes in place until we get to the point where they 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 literally are qualified. Whatever they do, they can't they can't fail. So, but it's it's not sport, is it? People that people don't want to watch exhibition matches week in week out when sort of after as soon as you're three games into it you don't you don't know what's going on like I say who wants to watch the Liverpool Leeds game last night where Liverpool aren't even fighting for the top four because they're already in it I say I'm glad to see some people falling on their swords as it is at the moment and hopefully they can a few more will as well um here's some questions uh Ginger Eagle uh Cornell is there is there um any Point is Cook going to bring his own keeper in in summer? Why not? If he's had a, he's had a long look at Holy. Why not have a look at Cornell for four games? 
ultimately he's probably going to want to bring his own man in here and those two are going to be battling out for the number two shirt and one of them will go but why not, why not give Cornell a go because he does seem he wants his keepers to be able to play and Cornell is a better distributor as Paul Anderson was talking about on the commentary tonight but like I say the season's done Holy's not exactly like I think he's, he's not had an awful season he's kept a lot of clean sheets but he probably doesn't look like the top league one goalkeeper that we hoped he could become um, on a serious note, do you think that Cook is the right man for the job, Joe? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. His, his record seems to indicate he is, but what we're seeing here is just, like I say, it's, it's getting worse every week. We've played 12 games under him. We've scored six goals. We've picked up 11 points. And and sort of for all the criticism under Lambert, all the criticism of the players, we were able to beat these bottom teams generally sort of throughout the last two seasons it's the top teams that have caused us issues well we just we just can't score a goal it's just uh i don't know he's he's putting a huge huge amount of pressure on himself for next season because if if we don't win any of the last four games or we or we finish 11th 12th when we start next season and he's going to have wanted to bring in a dozen players a dozen new players he's going to have to get that gelled and hit the ground running with that team because He's, he's got no margin for error. And I, I don't think that's just going to be the fans' expectations. I think that's going to be the owners' expectations. They may say he was their man, but they, they didn't pick him. So he's not their man, what, whatever whatever they claim. They didn't have a thorough interview process. They didn't speak to people. They didn't conduct a short list of who they wanted. Or if they did, well, I say, well, they, they wouldn't have done the interview. So Cook isn't, their Cook isn't the man. So until he starts winning some games... He's, 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 he's in trouble for me. And I, I don't like the way... I say I think it's petulant how he's acting tonight, not shaking the players' hands. I say respect is a two-way street and I don't think he's given enough or has given enough to the players and I don't think he's... Well, it doesn't look like he's getting enough back. Hmm. Um, there's plenty of questions of that nature. We'll um, skirt over them. There's another one about Cornell. Um, Eleanor... Um, I can probably help out with this. So, Derby have lost 3-0 tonight to Preston. Sheffield Wednesday have won um, against Blackburn, um, although it does look like Wednesday, Wickham, Rotherham. Um, if Rotherham can't win any games, it'll be them instead of Derby. But yes, potential for two very big clubs, particularly Sheffield Wednesday could have gone tonight, Joe, if they'd uh, lost and Derby have won. So, they're still they're still in it Wednesday. but. Um, assume we're going to get minimum of one of those two and um, Darren Moore, uh, a League One experienced manager with Doncaster this season. Um, if we don't get, say, Sunderland, Pompey, Charlton, I'm only going to get one of those three go as well. You want Sunderland um, gone, don't you? Because with all the money they've got coming in. But that league, um, again, we're getting a lot of, um, quote, big clubs. I know big means, this week, big means... Um, how many seats are there in your stadium? How many hospitality boxes are? And what is your ability to earn commercial revenue? But um, big to me is Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, you know, clubs with big history and, and big fan bases, Joe, stuffing up League One. Yeah. And these, like I say, these big clubs, yeah, they they have sometimes hard to turn around. But once they get turned around, they're sort of, they're oil tankers, aren't they? They turn around slowly. <laughs> yeah, but, right. but once they go, there's no stopping them. Well, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Mm. Just need to find find your Chris Wilder and away you go. Uh, top transfer targets for the summer um, from James there, Joe. Any 
Any any meat on the bone yet? Do do we know names yet? There's going to be a ton of players out of contract. There's going to be um, relegated players. There's going to be players released, etc. It's got to be goals. Goal scorers, isn't it? That's the key. Getting some goals in that team from the wide forward positions, the central forward positions, the number 10 role. You just got to get some goals in there. Uh, will you miss any of these players when they're gone? Um, I don't know. It's, it's like, like I say, you look at the sort of Downs, Dazelle, Wolfenden, the players that have come through the academy and have sort of put some good performances in in their, in their time, but just being sort of let down by poor coaching, poor management over the over the sort of last couple of seasons, and so we're just we're just not going in the right direction, are we, at the moment? And who who knows? Uh, will we win another game all season, uh, Joe? Let me just bring the uh, bring the bring the remaining fixtures. It, it, up. Does, it doesn't matter who we're playing, really, does it? I'll because tell you anyway. Um, AFC Wimbledon at home, Wimbledon, Swindon, Swindon away, and Brett Pittman, <laughs> Shrewsbury, Fleetwood, Fleetwood at home. Well, you should be able to win all of those games, but what? Well, I don't expect. I don't expect to. I don't expect um, to win any game at the moment. If you were Downs, would you look to leave if you can? He, he seemed to have um, lost a bit of his fire tonight, Joe. Yeah, I, I don't think that... I, it's, it's difficult because you, you need to know where the offer is because in looking at things from the outside with new owners coming in, Ipswich should start to become an upwardly mobile club going in the right direction. And if you can be part of that, then it's the best way to go up. But... So if, if if you had Crystal Palace back in for him on <coughs> back in the summer, you'd be there in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Bournemouth in for Caden Jackson, wasn't it, as well? Yep. Goodness me. Um, look what you could have won, Caden. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think many fees will be spent in the summer? Uh, predominantly Bosman, frees, free agents even as well. Um, a lot of talent... Um, we're not going to we're not going to see too many fees, are we, Joe? It's going to be signing on fees and um, yeah, you'd, you'd expect so. Structured suppose, that way, I suppose. The only thing is, is how much money do these new owners spend? How quickly do they want to get us out of League One, which you'd imagine is going to be one year? Then I say you you may need to just bring in bring in some spending on the right targets. So I, I wouldn't rule it out, and you'd hope we just go out and. All the talk I hear is that we're going to recruit as though we're a championship club, so try and bring players in for that for that level rather than this level. But you got to get there first, don't you? Mm. Mitrovic on eighty grand a week, then, yeah. Well, maybe not a parachute championship club. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, Cook mentioned um, after the last game, fans will be excited by the transfers we have coming in. Does this mean that players are already signing, waiting to sign, or can I add to that one? Is this just him scaremongering the players that are there already? I'd, I'd imagine it's an element that he's he's starting to see what the budgets are and he knows what that sort of money will bring in at this level. Um, Liam Richardson, um, still going to be attractive to to him and Wigan going great guns. Um, do you think that deal is going to get done? <clears throat> Hopefully, because it, it, they've obviously been a very successful team over their career and... Whilst I wouldn't say, oh, Richardson is the brains behind it, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. Everyone always who, says who that. Who knows? Yes, yeah, it's, it's an Steve easy McLaren thing to say. and Carlos Quiros with a yeah, brains it's, it's behind it. It's a very easy thing to say, but ultimately you want to give Paul Cook no excuses, don't you? And that is one that would be a big help, but it's going to be difficult to go. Um, we always do this. Um, 
don't worry about your questions for a second. Um, give us a score out of 10 for Ipswich tonight. We won't labour it too much more. We'll just give Joe a couple more questions um, in here. We're reacting to Northampton 3, Ipswich Town. Now, give us a score out of 10, um, a genuine score out of 10 for that performance by Ipswich. I think we may get some uh, very low numbers there. Um, any other... Uh, Josie, uh, would Town have been better off keeping Matt Gill after three straight wins? I think it's quite. I think it's quite difficult to say we'd be we'd have been worse off having done that because, like, when we sat here, I sat here on that Sunday night after we'd found out that Paul Lambert had been sacked, and then we went to Accrington. Everyone would have been. Everyone was expecting us to push for the playoffs at that point over these last twelve games. And you look, we've got eleven points over that twelve games. We'd have only needed to pick up 15 points in 12 games against the bottom teams in the league. 16 points in 12 games. What's that? Four wins, four draws, four defeats. And that, that would have seen us into the playoffs at this point in time. And we haven't even managed to do that. Like I say, I, I just think that there was talk. And I know it was never probably going to happen, but of like Kieran Dyer getting the job at Ipswich Town. If Dyer had come in as a, as a part-time role to the end of this season and had put in the performances that we've seen from the team since Cook's come in and the, and with the results alongside it, what would people be saying about him as a manager? But now it's just players, players, players. But I said the blame is, is spread everywhere for me. Yeah, I, I think the key difference there is Cook's... Um... Track record. track record, isn't it? He's there's some trust there because he's done it numerous times before. Um, how many players would I get rid of in the summer? Well, um, it's going to happen. I think it's, we are we still up 15, 17 out of contract or something gone already. So it's going to be way over ten, isn't it? Uh, let's just get a little um, look at your scores out of ten here. Always fun. Little, um, we'll see. Oh, we got as high as a four there, um, Joe, um, and another one there. Plenty of ones. Uh, when's the next Blue Monday live next season? Honestly, it's happening. Um, next season, um, lots of ones and twos and ones and minus tens and all of this good stuff. Um, guys, look, we're not going to labor the point. We love doing the podcast here. I love to chat with Joe, but. As I said at the top of the show, what have we learned? Um, what have we learned by this? It doesn't feel like um, – it just feels like we're marking time now until the end of the season, Joe, doesn't it? Yep. And I say the end of the season – Plymouth nil, Charlton six, Joe. Plymouth nil, Charlton six. That is the sixth place team in the championship at the moment, winning six yeah. away from home. Sorry, go ahead. Well, the end of the season can't come quick enough, can it? It's just – this is it's soul destroying watching us at the moment. It's it's as bad as I've ever seen us, and like I say, I just like I say, just at a loss to explain how things have got so worse so quickly. Um, what are my thoughts on the Super League? I've done thirty minutes on this over on the Benjamin Bloom Football Channel. Joe's just spoken a little bit um, there, um, so I think we probably covered it. There we go. At least in the big picture, football won over greed. For now, for now, we hope. It's a bit like the end of one of those disaster movies where just at the end, you know, like the end of that season of Game of Thrones where the last thing you see is, oh, there's another dragon that we don't know about and everything's going to be awful again next. Um, Joe, 
Any last words tonight? Or um, actually, we haven't heard from Cluffy tonight, have we? Let's just bring him in for a second. What is crap? What bloody rubbish? Rubbish! There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, Brian Clough, everybody. Um, any last words from you tonight, Joe? Keep the faith. <laughs> We've tried, guys. Forgive us. If there was something new to talk about, we would. Um, that is our reaction. If you want a shout out, um, get it down in the comments now. We'll do a few before we um, finish the show. Once again, please support our sponsors, uh, Favourite Chicken, 20% off. For Blue Monday subscribers in the Ipswich area, takeaway only, uh, www.chicken-ipswich.co.uk and your discount code is BM20 at checkout. Um, Let us know if you want a shout-out and we will um, give you a few now if any requests come in and we'll put the rest of them up over the the credits. Um, If not... Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, where's all my links, Joe? There we go. Follow on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. Subscribe on YouTube, uh, Blue Monday Podcast. Instagram, Blue Monday Pod Team. And you can find us on Facebook also. If you want to support the pod, you can do right now via Super Chat here in YouTube or via, 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 Victor Bayer. Do you remember Victor Bayer? Goalkeeper, he played in Mickey Bobby Robson. testimonial. Yes, when... he did. Bobby Robson brought Porto over. I was there. I was there indeed. It was the Lewis. first time I was ever in the North Stand and I caught the ball. Wonderful. Uh, I once tried Great to catch stats. the ball at Portsmouth and I broke my finger because someone knocked my hand to the side and the ball hit it dead on before the game even started as well. Still watched the whole game, didn't I? Um, what was the last plug I was going to do? Acast. Support via the Acast. Supporter feature. Um, let's do some shout outs here. Um, if anyone's got any Paul Cook um, quotes, uh, cheers, fellas. Uh, Chambo's fist pump there. Uh, Pete, um, Bits, Dimmy, thank you. Charlie D, um, Chuck D, can we call him? Uh, James, uh, thank you. James super chatted last time, didn't we? Uh, HCH, yes, like the vid. Hit like on the video. It brings more people to it. Uh, Neil, thank you. Always good questions from you, Neil. Adam, um, Bits, and uh, Edward. You want to have a go at that second name, Joe? Folot. Okay. Folliot. Okay. Um, and Paul, um, always a great sport. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Um, it was Northampton 3, Ipswich Town, nil. And hopefully um, we've kept that fairly light and not too depressing for you. Um, see you on Sunday. Um, who is it on Sunday, Joe? It's Wimbledon again, isn't it? AFC Wimbledon, yeah. Oh, he won God. again tonight. Stop it. Um, we'll see you on Sunday for that. It's going to be a barrel of laughs from Joe. Uh, say goodbye, Joe. Goodbye. Um, it's goodbye from me, and we'll leave you with Brian Clough. What is crap? What bloody rubbish? Rubbish! Thanks for watching or listening to the Blue Monday podcast. And thanks to those of you who have kindly supported the channel via Acast or YouTube donations. You can follow us at the usual places on social media and don't forget to subscribe so that you get our new shows first. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. 
Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.